Tonight at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through the AEW Fire Fest from Daily Place tonight. And there were some great matches from beginning to the end. There were some matches that I wasn't too crazy about, but we're going to go through that. That and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Just want to give a quick shout-out to all of my supporters and my subscribers to my Chokeslam Wrestling Report um, audio podcast. Uh, I want to thank everybody from across uh, seas, um, from Australia to United Kingdom to Netherlands to Ireland, um, Portugal and many other places across the pond shall we say and for all my people in the United States who have supported me uh, thank you for continuing to support this podcast at Chokeslam Wrestling Report I am your host the ultimate one from New York City and tonight we're going to go through the AEW Fighter Fest and the uh, event was not bad at all I mean I had a couple of questions in some matches um, and Tonight, there was a very surprise announcement, and this, um, I will bring it up when the segment is talked about. There was a, a mass move to July 15 to Fight for the Fallen. I was thinking about that tonight as I was watching Fighter Fest, and I said, are they going to do a uh, Fight for the Fallen like they did last year? And I thought about it, and I said, eh, I doubt it, because usually they will have people in the... Um, in the crowd to you know to talk about who are they supporting and whatever so this year i think they're doing the fight for the falling for all those uh first responding for all the people from the cv um uh, pandemic that has happened so that'll be cool to see in july 15th but let's talk about tonight tonight uh they had uh excalibur jim ross of Tony Schiavone and they added Chris Jericho into the commentary and I love Chris Jericho when he's in the uh, in the commentary because he just says anything he nobody nobody's scripted he just everything comes out um, so the first match of the night was very entertaining it was MJF and Warlord versus Jurassic Park this is a continuation from last week where Warlord fought off um, uh, Luchasaurus in a lumberjack match and Warlord of course showed his uh, uh, athleticism and his power and tonight was no different and, but the exception of this match was that they kept um, Jungle Boy in um, in their corner they controlled most of the match and of course um, every time um, Warlord and Mr. MJF um uh, will take advantage of course you know they they, they try warlord boy to try to get uh either he hit, hit luchasaurus off the ring apron but once these two guys got into the ring it was just hard shots like last week i mean i love with two big guys two big bulls go at it um and um but it was a great match because warlord i mean it, for for warlord to get pinned 
it took a lot. And at the end of the night, um, he showed what he's made of. Uh, uh, and even after MJF hit Warlow with his AEW ring by mistake, because he got pushed by um, Luchasaurus, and he hit, um, actually he was, uh, it was Jungle Boy who pushed MJF uh, toward uh, Warlow, and Warlow got hit with the ring. Um, you saw that um, Warlow, no matter what, you can handle everything. He's not easy guy to pin. It took like three or four shots to pin this guy. Uh, but this match, uh, Jurassic Express wins the match. Uh, but now it brings another story. MJF and Warlow. This was the second time I seen MJF and Warlow not in the same page. First time was the, um, I believe was the, um, think was a, if I'm correct, was a battle royal where MJF claimed, no, I'm going to win because you're going to do the job, whatever. And then uh, he pissed off Warlow or whatever. And this time now, MJF goes and hit Warlow with the ring, uh, with his ring, which means, accidentally though, it was an accident, accident, and it looks like there's going to be a few. It must be a start of a few. It may be starting something. MJF is going to break off of him. Or, in reality, I really don't like this because it's too early. It's too very too early for this to happen. Um, these guys hasn't been together this long. But, we'll see what happens. I mean, but the match is great. That's a great way to start uh, Fighter Fast. And I hope that they continue to keep doing this because this is the way you got to start. So, uh, with that, we'll be right back after this. Hey guys, I know you guys love the summer. And the summertime means that you want to look good and look fit. Well, if you're looking for supplements and you're looking for apparel to, for the gym, I got a website for you guys that will save you money and will save you the time and the stress of looking for supplements that are not expensive. I'm talking about the website called FNXFit.com. Again, FNXFit.com. FNX has uh, supplements, protein, recovery, sleep aid, anything you need as far as come to supplements that you use to maintain yourself healthy when you go to the gym. Also, not only do they have supplements, but they have gear so you can look good while working out and sweating off those pounds and putting your body ripped. We're talking about tank tops. We're talking about t-shirts. We're talking about hats. They got all kinds of apparels in there that you could use while you're working out. Again, guys, I have a 15% discount code for you guys when you purchase anything from FNXFit.com. And again, FNXFit.com. I got a 15% code with any purchase. And the code is capital F, capital N, capital X, capital B, lowercase v capital x and lowercase h again that's capital f capital n capital x capital b lowercase v capital x and lowercase h if you use that discount code you will get 15 percent off on any purchase you do that means either supplements hats t-shirt whatever Whatever you need, they will give you a 15% discount. And if you like, you could also be an ambassador. And what you got to do just get the information from them and you could be part of the ambassador of the FNX family. So again, 
FNXFit.com is your place for supplements and apparel for you in the gym. Check it out. Don't waste the time. Use the code and you will save money. And we're back. And as uh, we came back from a commercial break, they showed Lance Archer uh, swinging at Joey Janela. Now, you ask yourself, why are these two guys wrestling, uh, going after each other? Sonny Kiss is trying to stop Joey Janela from going after Lance Archer. Jake the Snake Roberts in the back laughing in the crowd. Um, but this is a, a preview of what's going to happen next week for Fighter Fest Night 2. But Joey Janela is going to face Lance Archer. So Lance Archer right now, I don't like the fact that he went from losing to Cody to now just beating up a smaller guy. I think he should be in a bigger, bigger storyline. Um, and, you know, so people could get, you know, more acquainted with him. Because remember, this guy, a lot of people don't remember him. I mean, I do remember him. He was part of the uh, of the Clear Lee squad with David Boy Smith in Japan. But... You got to put him out there. You got to really put him out there against a formidable opponent. Because George Janela, even though he's crazy and he's uh, wild, uh, he's not the guy you want to put him in there with Lance Archer. Then we had the AEW Women's Title Match. Now, I want to talk about this because Penelope Ford, for months, they have put her as one of the girls who either she's the AEW Dark or she's losing to somebody else because they're pushing her or she. You know, kind of a jobber, even though she's uh, super bad with Kip Zabian. But this match tonight with her and Hiroki Shida, Penelope Four, I personally going to say, uh, you earn my respect. Because Hiroki Shida fought Penelope Four tonight as same way she fought um, Nyla Rose and um, I think it was double or nothing. And with a vengeance. Because of what happened last week. Um, and let me tell you. That Penelope Ford. Show moves did tonight. That I never even saw her do. And she took punishment. When I tell you she took punishment. And she still kept getting out. I mean she got hit with like with two falcon arrows. By Hiroki Shida. A knee to the back of the head. And she still kept getting up. It's amazing. It's very amazing what Penelope Ford showed tonight. She came close to beating AEW champion um, Hiroki Shida tonight. And she, it was amazing. I mean, this is one of the best matches I've seen. Besides Nyla Rose against Hiroki Shida at double or nothing. This was one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. And which shows again potential in the AEW women's division. And people could be like, oh, you know what you're talking about. And I know NXT was on tonight. And people are going to be talking about uh, 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 the Sasha Banks versus uh, 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 Shirai. But this match, for AEW standards, it shows what they could, they, they could bring. I mean, it is incredible. It is very incredible what I saw tonight with Manelli um, Ford and Hiroki Shida. They, they stole the show tonight for a women's match. I'll tell you right now. Um, of course, Shida won, but again, Penelope showed a heart in this match and took everything from Shida, uh, and I was very impressed. Next, it was Taz 
doing his analysis on a wrestling. Of course, he was doing the Brian Cage. He talked about John Moxley, and the Moxley uh, won't be able to put the um, the uh, the paradigm paradigm shift move on on Brian Cage because. Mr. Cage has some big traps, and it's going to be impossible to put that move on. This is what Taz was saying uh, tonight. Um, so I don't know what they were talking about, but not that I don't know what they were talking about, but I, he was just comparison that this is somebody that John Moxley won't be able to defeat because of his size and the the the, the girk that this guy has. So um, it'll be something you know for us to see. So we'll be right back after this. So the next match was. The Cody versus Jake Hager for the TNT title or championship. Whatever you want to call it. I'd rather them call it a TNT TV title. So, um, this match was not bad at all. I mean, Jake Hager showed the superiority on Cody. Cody, I mean, not that Cody didn't do no comeback. Did not do any uh, moves that were, um, were good moves. That control some of the match. Yes, it was. But Jake Hager was showing his power, his potential. At one point, he even took R. Anderson, and I thought he was nearly going to choke his ass out. And but it goes back to what I said last uh, last week and the last couple of weeks when it comes to Cody. Now Cody has R. Anderson out there. R. Anderson's job is to distract Cody's opponent. But see, the thing is that most people don't notice this. People don't notice this because they're looking at Cody right now as a fan favorite. See, this is all to me, and I'm going to keep saying it. Y'all people think I'm crazy. But this is all a formation of what the Four Horsemen is going to look like in AEW. Why tonight, Hager was showing his dominance. And it took Art Anderson. Even took Dustin Rhodes. To interfere in the match. To get Cody to win. One point. Hager had. Co- um, Hager had Cody. In his uh, choke move. Choke hold. But Cody turned around. And put all his weight. On Jake. While Jake held on to his move on his back. And got his shoulders pinned. After the match. He's thinking he won the match. And. The referee said no. And Hager ended up knocking out the referee. And all these officials came from the back. And AEW, you can't put your hands on an official. Because you will get fined. Moxley found that out real quick. When he first got there. And Hager punched the referee out after the match. And walked away. Now, the thing what I might beef with this is. Not beef, but, but it's more of what's going on. Look at why did it take... R. Anderson, Dustin Rhodes, to interfere in this match. You will see, that goes to show you that Jake Hager would have probably beaten Cody. But the way the storyline goes is, and it's a storyline that later on you guys are going to remember this podcast because this is the building of the Four Horsemen. Now, Sean Spear hasn't been seen. And what I'm thinking is here, and Spears not been on TV. And they gave him the black glove. 
Why is he not on regular TV? He's on AEW Dark. But I still think the Four Horsemen are coming. It's going to be a different version. People are not going to like it. Because they're going to like, oh, there's no Ric Flair. There's no Four Horsemen. Uh, newsflash. The Four Horsemen's idea came from Tully Blanchard. It wasn't Flair. Flair became part of that. And they came up with that. Okay. So, we don't need Ric Flair. Ric Flair wants to still stick around WWE and hang on his daughter's uh, coattail because he needs the money for his animony stuff. So, um, but it's crazy because, um, like I said, this match could either way, either way, but Jake Hager ends up losing because he put the chokehold on Cody while Cody stood over him while. Hager was on his back. He ended up losing that match. So, very interesting situation. Then they show a Darby Allen promo. I still think Darby Allen is going to be uh, uh, part of the um, match, the world title match between Brian Cage and John Mosley. He's going to cost Brian Cage his title match. Because remember, he was brought in by Taz, who was trying to recruit. Darby Allen or help Darby Allen before he brought in Brian Cage. So guys, don't sleep on that. That storyline has not finished yet. So Darby Allen's promo, they keep saying he's not clear. He's not medically clear, but you still see him doing skateboarding. So um, something for you guys to keep in mind because that storyline between him and Brian Cage, it's not over. It's not over. He will be involved in that match between Brian Cage and John Mosley somewhere or somehow it's going to call Brian Case a match. We'll be right back. And we're back. So the next match was Proud and Powerful versus Private Party. But before the match started, Orange Cassidy came out. Once I saw Orange Cassidy, I was like, wow, the AEW tag team title match is now? So that was the uh, main event. Well, I was wrong because... Orange Cassidy came out with a chair and just stood by the commentary area getting Jericho all riled up throughout the whole match of the next match, which is Private Powerful versus Private Party. This match, I wasn't too crazy about it because I seen this match already. They had the, a match back in, um, I believe was somewhere in December or the ending of November when they had the match in memory of Matt Travis. And um, they match was better then than what was now. I don't know if it's me or is part private party still green. They almost been a year in AEW, and I sometimes see them in their spots, and they look like their timing is off. Um, probably powerful to me. Should be in a better position than what they are right now. Uh, I think the fact that they brought in FTR and it looked like FTR are already in the title picture. It's kind of unfair to Prime uh, Proud and Powerful because Prime and Powerful was like the hottest tag team out there last summer. This time last year, LAX, as they were called, was the hottest tag team. Free well, they're going to be free agents. Because they didn't get to become free until August. And that's when they showed up and all out. They should have been in the tag team um, title scene. And it looks like them being part of the inner circle. Has pretty much um, kept them stagnant. 
maybe it's me. I could be wrong. And I like Power and Powerful. Because, the, you know, I've been following them since the LAX days. Um, but, I don't know. This match was not great tonight. That's probably what the lamest. I'm going to say lamest. I'm going to use that word. The lamest um, match of the night. It's like they were not. I don't know. They were not connected as far as like the follow-ups. The uh, I could be wrong, but I don't know. I, I did not. It didn't catch my attention. I saw myself doing other things. This match, and then I kept seeing Private um, Cassidy uh, not on point, not on target on some of his moves. They've been off since they've been off TV. Once ever, ever since they had their match, I think it was a double or nothing on the, I think it was the uh, pre-show. They were off against best friends, and now again off and proud and powerful. I don't know that. Maybe are they green? I don't know. And them teaming them with Matt Hardy, that don't make, that part doesn't make no sense to me. I, I just didn't. I don't know. Then after the match, Jericho, the um, Cassidy starts. Um, actually, Private Party beat the. By the way, PMP. Um, which was surprising that they gave this to Private Party instead of Private Powerful. Again, Private Powerful should have been in the tag scene scene, should have been in the championship scene, and um, I haven't seen them get a title shot since the, I think since the Young Bucks. Um, I don't even think the Young Bucks were the champion at that time, so they haven't gotten a title shot. That, that's the way I look at it. Um, again, um, Jericho throws water at Orange Cassidy before that. Uh, um, uh, the um, one of the Pirate Party members was dancing, and and he threw water at him. Uh, and then he went and threw water at Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy comes up, kicks the chair, and the whole back locker room, whatever, comes in to separate them. That was hilarious. Then they showed the Moxley versus Cage. This is what I was thought wanted to bring up. Was pushed back to May. I mean, July 15 for the fight for the falling. And I was not surprised about this because this is one thing I was talking about last week. They pulled out Moxley, John Moxley. I was wondering why they did that. Uh, they supposedly they say he was um, being too close to somebody who had COVID-19. It turned out that was his wife, Renee Young. Um, he tested negative not once but twice, so he's good. And the match was pushed back to fight for the fallen. Taz came out and probably called him out saying, oh, he got tested twice. Um, and, you know, he could have came back to AEW. They would have tested you. Um, and the best quote of the night is what Taz said, taking a shot at WWE, we don't run a sloppy shop here, meaning about the COVID-19. Mm. Big, strong words for a guy who um, hasn't had great things to say about WWE in the last recent years. And this was beautiful to me. Because, um, and a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, why are you taking a shot at WWE? Well, you know what? WWE was trying to run business as usual, even buying their way to being essential workers in Florida for $18.5 million. And now, money can't buy good health. Money can't buy you lies. So, that's all I got to say. And last but not least, the AEW Tag Title Match. That was a good match. Um, I thought Best Friend was going to win the match tonight. 
Apparently, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega ended up being victorious. Um, Kenny Omega took some wild, wild power drivers from um, Chucky T. Chucky T hit him with a power driver, and I was like, oh, he planted him cranium first. You could actually see Omega taking a, that, that cranium shot. Power driver. It was just amazing. Uh, Hangman Page wins it for them. At, at the end of the match, um, you, um, before the end of the match, you saw FDR in the audience next to the commentator. Everybody was hanging out in the commentator area tonight. Uh, FDR shows up watching the match. And after the match, they came in with beers. They tried to celebrate. Uh, Hangman Page took the beer. Omega didn't want to take the beer after beating best friends last um and he looked like an insult for FTR. Like, look, we're here to celebrate. Why are you dissing us? And then it looked like it was going to be a, a confrontation between all four of them until the Young Bucks came in. And that was the end of the show. Um, overall, the show was decent. Uh, from one to five, I'll give it like a four. You know, um, it wasn't, I expected better, but now with all this stuff with the. Again, the COVID changes everything. Because now Fighter Fest, well, we were supposed to see Moxley against um, Cage. is not going to happen not next week either. It's going to be the following week, which is, you know, amazing. But um, we'll be right back. We're going to with more AEW news and rumors. And we're back with more AEW news. Uh the one thing I want to bring up, and I have, that left me last week wondering, well, how in the hell did AEW lose to um, to um, NXT last week? And it was because the Jericho face-off with Orange Cassidy was the lowest viewership of all time in AEW. That segment. And that segment, I guess, turned off... Or, or not turned off, changed the channels to see what was going on at NXT. And AEW ended up losing last week. Now, everybody started talking nonsense online, talking about, oh my God, AEW lost to NXT in the ratings. They may be canceled. I laugh when I listen to stuff like that because, you know what? That goes to show you that a lot of these wrestling fans... Um, Get paranoid too quickly on something, uh, on, on something like this. You gotta understand that sometimes you gotta face failures, and failures make you perform better, make you think out the box. And when you hear stuff like this, you have to laugh because you'll be like, uh, "It's just one night." AEW's been beating NXT for the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months. Um, even in their worst shows, they were beating a, uh, NXT. NXT's going to win some because NXT is going to put some show. I mean, you guys keep thinking that NXT is a slouch. NXT is not a slouch. NXT, remember, NXT has some greatest greatest um Ignore that. I had a little situation right now. Um, one of the greatest um, events, NXT TakeOvers, and a lot of the matches were good. Of course, they were not watched over by Vince McMahon. They were watched over by Triple H. But NXT is not going to be um, 
give you weak matches every week. It's not going to happen. There's going to be time when AEW is going to give you a show that's going to leave you confusing. I mean, last week, their go-home show um, was not the best. It left me sometimes asking questions. I'm like saying to myself, what the hell is going on? Um, and the segment between Jericho and Orange Cassidy, I, it wasn't the greatest stuff. I mean, it was nice to see Orange Cassidy do, do something to Jericho. And I know Jericho tries to um, evolve some of these stars, but that viewership was low. Also, Brody Lee was considered the third person, was the third choice of being the leader of the Dark Order. Now, remember Dark Order came back in Double or Nothing back in 2019. At that time, they were not talking about an exalted one. The exalted one came out, the, the, the whole thing was back in January or February. And everybody thought it was Matt Hardy, including myself. But first they had Christopher Daniel as one of the leaders and they the AEW played around with that because you saw and one of the I think it was the um, I think it was Revolution in the uh, pre-show where Daniels came out with the uh, robe of his head and everybody thought it was him I knew it wasn't him Cole Cabana I think was teamed up with SCU that night and it was a lie then they, uh, there was rumor going around that was Matt Hardy. Everybody thought it was Matt Hardy. I thought it was Matt Hardy. Um, but weeks leading to that, uh, Brody Lee made his debut in AEW, but nobody knew it was going to be him because he would have not showed up on TV. And when they showed the Exalted one on May 18, it turned out that it was Brody Lee. And then that same night, Matt Hardy did his debut to join the Elite. But he was the third choice. He was the third choice. So, I- incredible of that. A former WWE f- performer is thinking of signing with AEW. Now, you would think it would be like any of the guys who got let go this past April, March, whenever it was got, when they got let go. Um, and you would think it's one of them. No, it's somebody that hasn't wrestled in a long time. Now, a couple of months ago or a month ago, I was at... Turnbuckle Tabloid with my friends from Jay Santi and my boy Mook, Meth and Matt. And we were talking about wrestlers that left and has not wrestled, retired, and that we would like to see back. One guy that came into my mind was Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett is now the NWA power uh, commentator. And I said that it will, I would love if Wade Barrett comes back and wrestles either for Japan or NWA. Well, it turns out that he has a good relationship with Cody. He talked about uh, possibilities of him um, joining AEW. But I don't know what capacity he's going to be because he's uh, injury prone. I mean, Wade Barry was very good at what he did. But he always got himself injured. He was, uh, one guy as a heel. Uh, I love his Bad News Barrett um, persona. Um, but even if he comes to AEW, what is he going to do? He's going to be a manager. It's going to be, he can't be a commentator. You got a, too many commentators in AEW. Um, what is he going to do? If he wrestle, he might get hurt. You know, I know one guy that I would love to have, even though ROH has him, but he's not even signed either, is Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb has the potential to be big in AEW. 
But if, and I'm going to say if, Ring of Honor lets go of Marty Scroll after the crazy Speak Now movement and all the stuff that happened with that, do I see Jeff Cobb staying with Ring of Honor? No. He'll probably end up going to AEW. So that would be nice to see if we see Jeff Cobb in AEW. It would be nice. Well, guys, this is it. Um, usually I do my AEW um, recording on a Thursday night. But tonight I had to do it. It was special. It was Fighter Fest. And I said, well, you know what? It has to get done. So I figured let's do it tonight. My mind's still fresh. I'm a little bit tired. Past 11 o'clock here in the East Coast in New York. Um, but um, overall, the show tonight, I can say again, it was a four. It could have been a little better, but being that Moxley with the COVID um, kind of ruined the whole night because he would have been the, uh, the main event tonight. And it would have been a great match. Now we got to wait for another two weeks from now to see that match. But overall, everything went through, went smoothly, and hope the next week will be better. Um, so, you know, but be, uh, be, be um, very, very alert for next week. Um, a lot, uh, Nyla Rose is supposed to make an, a surprise announcement. You're going to have Orange Cassidy versus um, Jericho. You're also going to have SCU teaming up together against Cole Cabana, Stu Grayson, and Brody Lee. So that's going to be interesting. Very interesting. Private Party gets a shot at Omega and Paige. So that's the setup for next week. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. Um, again, um, there's a lot of things coming up, a lot of changes coming up for this podcast, hopefully for the better. Um, but we will see. I will give you more announcement on that. Um, check out my YouTube channel. I just put a video this week of Tessa Blanchard getting fired by Impact Wrestling and stripped of the title. Um, you can check my YouTube channel. Check out the content that I put that a couple of days ago. Um, if you want more information on me, you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter, the Chokesland Wrestling Report, um, everywhere. And Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple, um, Google Podcasts, Google Play. You can find me anywhere. Any audio platforms you like to listen. There's going to be more coming up in the future. So be aware of that. Until then, I am the ultimate one from New York City. You take care. Keep yourself safe. Wear that mask six feet away. Wash your hands. And keep yourself safe. I'll see y'all this weekend with wrestling news and rumors and anything that happens from here to Sunday. Have a good night.